Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 55 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated, better ingredients, better pizza the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. <laughs> Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com and by Center Ice Brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. This is franchise episode number 373 all time. I'm Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the soon-to-be mayor of Troy, Illinois, Kurt Price. But you didn't know I that, should did be. you, Kurt? You should I really be. should be. I you should be. be. I'd vote I get, for I'd... you. I'd make a lot of changes here. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what, son. Uh, I tell you what. <laughs> Bill Day is on assignment. Uh, we will be reliving one of our favorite games in Blues history, Game 4, between the Blues and Blackhawks of their divisional series in 1993. Don't forget to find us on every social media platform. We're dual live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So hello to our live audience, and thanks for joining us. Um to those of you in the YouTube chat who are already giving us trouble about getting banned, getting canceled, that is not going to happen this time. Uh, we Bring have it. basically done all we can do to make sure YouTube and Facebook won't hate us for streaming this game. So we should be okay to, to roll this game this episode. If we if we get if we get shut down this time, it's it, it is because they hate us. <laughs> yes, because yeah. this is this game is out there already. Just... Yeah, there's a vendetta against Let's Go Blues Radio if we get shut off this time. <laughs> something about the Roar Bacon game gets flat. I don't get it. And they shut it down. Is something about it. I don't know why. I, don't, know I don't get it. And I'm clearly not ready for the show because I have not poured my beer yet. My I haven't board? even tweeted my beer yet. Drinking it? I got my Patrick Swayze beer mug. I'll uh, you know from Young Blood Fame. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we don't want to release any information, but uh, uh, we did just get word tonight about Bill uh, having some 
let's just say some family issues. Uh, so he's fine, you know, but uh, just want a, a heartfelt, Bill, we love you. And if you're listening, we hope everything's going well. And uh, we look forward to having you back on here in the next couple of weeks. Positive vibes to Bill's family. Yep, for sure. Um, so anyway, uh, talking about some positive stuff for this past uh, week, two weeks, however long it's been. Kurt, anything going on in your life? Anything anything to uplift us before we get into this game? Uh, kind of just in the the slugging out. What's the word? Slugging out? Not slugging it out. Slurge before the you know before uh, training camp. <laughs> it's like the dead zone era, the dead zone time of the year for for NHL. This is nothing going on. Um, little story every now and then, but you know nothing for the Blues in a while so uh that's why we're doing this kind of so it's a little little sit back kick back and have some fun yeah yeah it's um it it, it is definitely that part of summer where it, we i think we we've come kind of come around the bend right because i think it was about two three weeks ago or really was just like okay this sucks there's nothing going on not that there's anything really going on right now but we're at least starting to like see players are getting back into the cities they play for uh, across the NHL. You know, training videos have been popping up on TikTok and Instagram. We're starting to get to a point where training camp is a real thing that's going to be here in a couple of weeks, and and yep. that is exciting because we're at least we're getting there, right? The start and the the season is not starting in early October. Like it usually does. It's what is it? October twenty something or whatever it is. Uh, Something like that, right? October fourteenth, I, I, I thought for the blues. Is it fourteenth? Okay, that's that's like a good. Te- it's like it's like tenish days before uh, later than usual. So it's a little yeah, there's that, we talked about this when COVID hit that we are actually like me and you were okay with the NHL basically taking a couple years to get back to a normal schedule, which yeah, we're still seeing because. Right. It was like what July tenth was free agency this year. It's always July first, yeah. so yeah. we're still kind of seeing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, who who cares? Yeah, it's t- a couple weeks difference or whatever it is. Um, and next season, I would imagine, assuming there are no more shutdowns or anything, uh, next season you should be back on track uh, to the normal schedule. But it is what it is. Whatever. Uh, so October fifteenth, by the way, is uh, Blues home opener. Uh, okay. Season opener against the, uh, the season Blue opener. So, yes, yeah. Usually yeah. it's like like the first week of October, like late on the, like six seven something like that. Yep. So um, so uh, getting ready for the season, some news that we kind of released today that I wanted to go ahead and get out to uh, anybody who may not be following us on social or maybe don't pay as close to attention uh, with hockey season not being here yet. Uh, last call for jersey orders. We're doing another round of jersey orders for Let's Go Blues Radio jerseys. Uh, if you haven't seen them, they're fantastic. There's one over my right shoulder. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, we all have one. Um, a lot of people ordered last time. Uh, right now, I think we're up to seven or eight for this order. So uh, I think once we get to ten, we get free shipping. So that makes it even better for everybody. So uh, if you're interested, um just uh, reach out to us on social media, any of us really. I'm the one manning the charge, so if you can get to me, that'd be easiest. Um, it's going to be $45 for per, per jersey, and of course you get your name, your number, and, and whatever size fits you best. Uh, wanting to get that order out by Friday evening, so 
um, at least let me know you're interested uh, if you're hearing this today and and uh, we'll get you a jersey. Sounds like uh, we we put him out on the ice. Kurt and I, we've joked. I know I've worn him for a couple of games that I've filled in and then you and I both have worn him for tournaments. They have mm-hmm. not been the winningest jerseys yet <laughs> no, for not. whatever reason no but... i had to switch I, I actually switched to a bruins jersey entering yep. the tournament <laughs> yeah to try and um, try and change the tide but i will say one of my goalies john zeman uh john zeman john uh 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 oh my god john's gonna kill me i'm drawing a blank on his last name um just say john john my friend john oh. <laughs> uh john um he you uh only have 14 of Zayner. those John Zayner, that's his name. I know a John Zeman and a John Zayner, both the Z's. It's very odd. But anyway, John, uh, he bought one the first round, and he's a goalie, and he wears it all the time, and he's a very winning goalie. So he's got luck with it, okay. but right. maybe right. it's just the show hosts. We just can't get victories it, with it. It has to be. I don't know. We can't promote ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it's not farewell at all. No. And I hadn't played. You know, in, in, in the Jersey's defense, I hadn't played. The last time I played was the year before or two years before in the tournament. So I, yep. you know, I was not exactly in the best game shape either. So no. And, uh, you'll, are you planning on playing the Ponder cup again this year? If so, you should. Get oh back on the man. It was soon. such a, such a rough goal last time for me. If I, if I do, I have to play like a dozen times before, uh, I don't know right now it's a no, but if I can find the time to actually skate and play, you know, for a few months before the tournament, maybe we'll see. Well, let's hope and I'm, I hope we can get you back out there because uh, we we don't get Bill out there anymore. We got him out there what once. Um, yeah, I think the first time we first played, or right? second, second yeah, second time, yeah. No, it was f- the first it was at Madison, was which was it was two which times was a while ago. Yeah, it was Madison, yeah. and then it was a, and then at Queenie, he played at Queenie okay. once. I okay. believe. There you go. I believe he played twice. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, Ponder Cup, keep that in mind. We'll we'll talk more about it as it gets closer, but signups are going for that as well. If you're interested, again, reach out to me or uh, there's a Facebook event. Go over dropinstl.com. We'll, we'll share that as the season gets closer as well. So, uh, But uh, let's go ahead and get into our official beers of episode number 373. Uh, remember, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt's at C price 12 bills at Billy blue note 33 and myself can be found at J ponder 94. That is going to be something I'm going to focus on going into the season is using that app more. Cause I do, I drink during the summer. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of have like, I'm kind of a curmudgeon old man in the summer that I stick to the same beer. There's like three or four that I'll drink, but man, when, when winter hits and fall hits, I kind of try everything I can. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, do the same thing. And in, in, in the summer, I'll go. In the summer, I'll have a two or three, you know, two or three summery beers. Yep. Um, but in the fall, that opens up a lot more, you know, because I'll, it's you know, stouts and and uh, uh, all kinds of darker beers and stuff that I'll, I'll put in my rotation. Yeah, yeah. There you, there you go. Well, good. I'm not the only one then. Good. We're both pumpkin beers together. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, so uh, what's your beer of the episode tonight, Mister Price? I've got the 312 Lemonade Shandy. Um, got a number of these in the fridge, I guess. I should get rid of these uh, before too long. Uh, if we're I got some talking of those too. fall, because fall is, they're really good. This was kind of like are. my uh, beer of the summer. 
this was a uh, the summer of Kurt beer. <laughs> um, <Summer> of Kurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of Bud Light Orange this summer. I did more, uh, three, one, two lemonade shandy, which is quite good from Goose Island beer company, which is a Chicago based brewery. So, uh, I will say on this podcast, like I said about my Sam Adams beer, the show after the blues won the cup, um, I own this Goose Island Chicago beer like the Blues own the Chicago Blackhawks. Nice. Lately. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And uh, in, in a game that we're going to discuss uh, mm-hmm. today, we're yes. going to watch and discuss. If we can get uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. Because, uh, yeah, the Blues own the Blackhawks in that last one we tried to show as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh Let's see, uh, official beer. Uh, so from Winning Unlimited, official beer is a poolside breeze by Perennial. I've never had that. That sounds interesting. Have had, I haven't either. Have you had any of Perennial's beers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, up down over in um, okay. Central West End uh, is a great spot for it's an arcade bar for anyone yeah, who pays attention. Love, I'm a nerd. Up down. Up oh, great, great spot. They've, they've got a bunch of Perennial there. So whenever I'm there, I usually drink Perennial. I had the high a score in the Galaga game there. there. Uh, oh, did I, you? I had the highest score in Galaga for, I don't know how long it was there. I mean, I had it when I was there. And I I don't know if they unplug the games every night and they get new scores or whatever, but it was the highest score of the day and we were there late. So that's pretty good. It was the highest uh, score of the day. Out. I got there right at open. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 170,000, something like that. So, <laughs> uh, so my beer of the episode, uh, I have switched to the fall beers, which. Last year, I remember uh, the fall beers came out in like mid-August and just being like, I'm not ready. This year, I feel like the heat hasn't been as bad. It was worse earlier in the summer. So I'm okay switching right now to fall. So that's what I've been doing. And these are my favorite types of beers. So we're going with the Kugel Oktoberfest. Uh, the glare. I always forget about the glare. Yes. But uh, yeah. That's what I'm going with. And I'm like you. I do still have a lot of my summer beer in the fridge that I won't need to drink. But uh, as of right now, um, it's uh, it's it's all about fall beer. And I've been picking those up in the store every time I go. Did you see what uh, Matt Harris said about the, the rever- reverse the blues, retro reverse leak? leak? I have I not seen, seen, seen that. No, me What's neither. The leak? Is, if you, is could, it... <laughs> if, if yeah. you could share a link, Matt, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, share a link. I've I, I've not been paying attention. I didn't notice a leak. Am I? Are we just bad blues podcasters? <sighs> no, that's you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> oh, every other blues podcast. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> everybody else. It's everyone bad. else. It's you're, not. You're us. thinking of everyone else, Jeff. Literally, <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, go ahead and give us that link there, uh, Matt, uh, from my tweet the other day. You think I just follow your – I just have notifications for when Matt Harris tweets. Yeah, that's what I do, Matt. Uh, yeah, go ahead and – let's get that pulled up, Kurt, and um, then we will uh, – I'll go ahead and, and break us for uh, hearing from our friends over at Rockin' That ID Life. And when we come back, we'll talk about this reverse retro leak, and then we'll get into this awesome game – and talk about some mystery hockey theater. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do 
I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Okay. Uh, apparently, no. this is the leak. He's being what? silly. Oh, God. <sighs> I hate you, Matt Harris. You had me believing. It's that terrible oh. trumpets uh, logo, terrible, the just cool, terrible the jersey, cool jersey that we saw. In the, yeah, the Cool Cat jersey from the 90s. And I got it on the screen here if you're watching the video. Yeah, the one that the one that Keenan nixed, one of the few yeah. good things that came yeah. out of his tenure here. Huh. Yeah, that's clearly a bad joke from uh, from Mr. Harris. You 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 wah, got us. Wah. You fooled us, sir. Congratulations. I was going to say not that hard to fool. Jersey leak. Let's uh, let's yeah. Why is the why why is our video on top of the template? That's weird. Or is that just me? Whoa. I I <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen that before. I'm so confused. Hang on. Hang <laughs> on. I can fix this. Hey, there we go. Hey, all right. <laughs> Something about sharing my screen there, I think, screwed us up. But it's uh, much better. It's much better. Well, you know, we do look great. Uh, hang on. So Almost. let's uh, let's get this going. Hang on a second. Here we go with our mystery hockey theater. Sweet. Back here all right. at the noisy St. Louis Arena. First of all, under the big dome, Rob Kick. Think the sounds good. Don't need to do any adjustments for sound. The line called the Maybe turn it down a little bit. Checkers, all right. Excellence. Yeah, people, starting for people the St. Louis Blues. Brent yeah, Sutter, I mean, Jeremy Roenick, and Stephen Matteau for the Blackhawks. Brian Marchman Marksman and Chris Kelly yeah. to defend. The Scuds are Kevin Miller. I know uh, uh, Doc Emmerich does talk a lot when he broadcasts. Icing on Chicago. I'll bring it down a little bit more. There we go. How That's about good. that? That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. All right. If the listeners uh, uh, can't hear it on their end or they would like it. Yeah, please. If you're watching live, let us know what you think. If you we turn that down, turn it up, whatever, let us know. Uh, so going into this game, which kind of kicks right off the bat here, uh, unlike how we usually have some pregame in here, uh, the Blackhawks ended the season. 47, 25, and 12, 106 points. Finished first in the Central, third in the NHL, uh, only behind the Penguins and Bruins. Uh, the Blues finished as the worst team to make the playoffs. They were 37, 36, and 11 for 85 points. But this is game four. Blues are up 3 nothing in this series. Uh, we'll talk about Curtis Joseph in a minute. But uh, the top line of the Blues came up huge in this series. Shanahan, Janney, and Hall just went nuts. The, uh, the Blues actually made the playoffs on the last day of the season. 
Yep. And so, and the Blackhawks, like I said, they finished third overall in the NHL, and they finished first in the Campbell. So this is essentially a one versus eight seed game in today's format. Yeah, well, today's format, it's it, it kind of mirrors this, but... What, yeah, right, the one I know, no, no. Well, yeah. Not today's format, I'm sorry. I meant, like, when it was seeded one through eight. This was yep. a, this was a one through eight matchup. Yeah, this was best in the West versus worst in the West. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. Blues up 3 nothing in this series. The checking line for the Blues, uh, which had uh, Bobby Basson. Oh, was it Rich Sutter and Dave Lowry? Not sure who the winger was, other winger was. But they shut down the wrong line. Uh, Winning Unlimited uh, says uh, maybe a tad lower on the game value. Yeah, I just turned it down a bit. I'll turn it down a little okay. bit more. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Brian Marchment in this game, RIP. Uh, somebody I I have no problem saying I hate it, hate it as a player. Couldn't stand playing against him. This series comes to mind, and, of course, the Shark series in 2000 and 2001 come to mind as well. He's a perfect guy Woo! to have on the, on the Hawks as a, as a rival. Oh, yeah. Just a guy you love to hate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dirty as hell. Dirty player, but oh, great for that era. Yeah. Ooh, guy has a fantastic hit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Suspension worthy in today's NHL? I, I, I need to see the replay and see if he got, you know, the head, principal point of contact, all that good stuff. I mean, he was the Scott Stevens type player that would hit you in the head when he got the chance. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that was the era where as long as your elbow was down, it was a clean hit. So uh, a little bit more insight into uh, this series. So, again, uh, Blues up 3 nothing in this series. The Blackhawks at this time had been shut out for two games straight by Curtis Joseph. Uh, he had a shutout streak going into this game of 151 minutes and nine seconds. He stopped 105 of 109 in the series heading into this game. 96 total saves during his shutout streak. Uh, I loved Jeremy Roenick's quote about the Blues checking ability after game three. He says, quote, I'm not going to make any excuses. They're squeezing the juice out of my stick. Uh, when you're snake bitten, you're snake bitten. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Roenick was a dynamic player at this point in his career. They could not get any offense going against this Blues defense and against Curtis Joseph. No, he, I mean, uh, Roenick uh, finished with 107 points this season. Uh, 50 goals, 57 assists. He was a leading point getter by far. And his only goal in this series comes, I believe it's the third period in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Really? Uh, and uh, they had not scored on Curtis Joseph at this point since game one, second period. Brian Noonan scored uh, fans are familiar with but Brian Newton had scored in game one This that was the last goal of the series to this point for the Blackhawks I remember uh, Joseph was playing so well in this series and in this playoff uh, series in this playoff uh, uh, year he the fans were standing up and bowing you know like, yeah. we're not worthy yep um, that was the that was the thing uh, this playoff uh Year for the yeah, Blues. I should have uh, I should have put um, the quote in here somewhere. Uh, yeah, big save by Belfour there. Was, but yeah, I did see it. Defense by Chicago too. Yeah, well, yeah. Emerson, you know, 
Nelson Emerson's speed was oh, apparent in the series, too. He was phenomenal. Such a great depth player. He was. Such a great. I mean, he was fun. Small, uh, like, like a cliff running type guy, you know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, just a beautiful pass. But, again, how is he that yeah, wide Brown open? Too, Jeff Brown moving right. in from oh, the Oh, Jeff ball. Brown chance. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Brown, a uh, friend of the show. Jeff Brown. That's a real good play yeah. by Jeff Brown. Blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, sorry, I never said it was Jeff Brown. But no, I, I saw Jeff a Brown from, from Joseph. Of, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of which, Jeff Brown, uh, he, he finished uh, 78 points, uh, and which was uh, 25 goals, 53 assists. He would have been second on the Hawks in scoring, and he was fourth on the Blues in scoring. Yeah, and uh, he that was the highest point total by a Blues defenseman. And that's still the record uh, for Blues defenseman in one season. So that's that's a very so impressive year. This was right in the midst of him being my favorite player. I was eight years old. This, is, this was my eighth birthday, actually. Oh! Boson missed the open net there. The backhand. Sweeping backhand. Missed the open net. It's so funny, you know, watching this and, and seeing the numbers. And, you know, the, the SD resolution uh, uploaded to YouTube is not great. But you see the numbers. I don't need them to see the name. I, I know the names. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was so cool. Yep. This era of Blues hockey, not, but 92-ish to about, honestly, now, but... I'd say about 2004-ish was when I was obsessed. And, yeah, you could give me a, a, a number, and I could tell you what player wore it in what season. So, yeah, same here. Dave Lowry, Wilson, number 18. Yep. Zombo, number four. Yeah, Jer this is this is the point of the series here where Ronick was clearly frustrated, and he went to his physical game, which is what he needed to do. But, like, he had no offense. He had no answer for Joseph. So he just went out and started trying to take the body on every Blues player and get some physical play started. Here's the thing, too, with, um, you know, the Hawks. The Hawks finished with the best record in the Campbell Conference, third overall in the NHL, and 107 points. And they were a really good team this year. But, you know, Roenick was so much of their offense. After Roenick, if you shut him down... You know, the Blues were a much more dynamic offensive team this season than Chicago was. They had, Blues had, but uh, Steve Larmer was the Hawks' second leading scorer, and he'd have been sixth in the Blues in scoring. So the Blues had uh, Janney 106 points, Hall 101 points, Shanahan 94. You know, Hall and Shanahan both had over 50 goals. Um, and they got Brown fourth in scoring. Emerson was 73 points. Kevin Miller with 46 points, 22 goals, 24 goals. So, I mean, they were a nice offensive club. Uh, and if you give that kind of team goaltending like Joseph's giving them, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to score some goals on you. Well, and again, you mentioned Jeff Brown moving in from the point, scoring points. Puck control is clearly a big part of hockey, as anyone who watches the shows knows. So you got a guy like Jeff Brown back there moving in on the offense, playing with a Shanahan, a Janney, and a hole, and keeping the puck off the sticks of some of these top Chicago players. You got to bury your chances when you're Chicago, and they just they couldn't because, like you said, Joseph was back there when there was a slip up on the Blues D. He was back there to make the play. 
This was uh, Gianni's second, well, first full season with the Blues after the uh, Oats trade. And he uh, led the team in scoring, 106 points. Uh, five How about that? Brendan, she, or I'm sorry, uh, Craig Gianni leading the Blues in points, 100 point score. I mean, I, I remember the trade happening, and I'm sure you do too. Oh, but I remember thinking, like, Craig Gianni, like, Okay, you know, and I was a kid, but not thinking that was going to be anything significant because Adam Oates was Adam Oates. But man, Janney stepped in and started playing great hockey pretty quickly for the Blues. He did. Uh, Jenny, Jenny uh, was a very good uh, assist man. Uh, but he was always, to me, like a poor man's Oates. So, I mean, as good as he was with us, it was just, it was always disappointing to say, ah, should be Oates, right? That's true. Oh, that iconic Joseph mask. God, I love it. Yeah, that Elliot brought back. Yep, I love it. I, oh, I hope Pennington does at some point, too. These jerseys, these yes. jerseys should be the throwbacks yep. this year. 100 percent these jerseys have gotten zero love and i don't get that these were so much better and i want to ask somebody who younger fans who seem to love those terrible late 90s jerseys what do they what do you think of these like if you like those like the one you're wearing Kurt, what about the ones before it that, that basically bled into that design because there was a little red in these jerseys just pinstripe just striping yeah, just yeah. yeah. I you know I, I guarantee you what they say they say they're boring because if you if, if you're the kind of guy that person that likes the clown jerseys you like that bold in your face you know risky uh, theme and this this style jersey is a classic NHL style jersey yep and I, I think it just works I actually the only thing I'd change about this jersey is take the word St. Louis off the blue note. That's it. I I agree, but I think that if they're going to do the throwback, you got to throw St. Louis on the logo. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess with throwbacks, you you have creative freedom, creative liberties to do to change it. Like they did last year, you know, it was like they take an idea and they they reverse it and they have some freedom. I'm sure they'd have the same, maybe. But I'd have no problem with them putting St. Louis on it. But I think ideally, for me personally, I think that's the only change I'd make. But yeah, I see that. I think if if they redid these jerseys now. I agree. You take St. Louis off, but I think if they go with a retro look, I think you keep it on. So Blackhawks on the power play here. Murray Barron gets a penalty for basically wrestling a player into the crease, uh, which is something you saw a lot more often in these days. Man, the clutching and the grabbing and the players fighting through stuff and the nasty slap. I mean, got away with so right there. Oh, yeah. It's a hook on the hands and the stick, and uh, turn over the blue line and the blue's clear. That was Wilson. One so I was. I mean, that, that was common, and that was never a penalty ever. Oh yeah. Uh, one referee in this game, which is you know obviously the norm at this point in the NHL. Um, oh, Rich Sutter almost puts it in his own net. See, so, yeah, one ref in this game, Rob Schick. Remember Rob Schick, Kurt? 
Oh yeah, Rob Schick. Uh, I have a story about Rob Schick. I'll, I'll save it for when the incident happens late in the game. Because I was at this game. I was at this game. This was until the Blues Cup run. For me, this was the best Blues game in, in, in history. Um, I was there. The crowd was amazing. Uh, so loud. The roof came off this place. Um, I, I'm excited for the first goal because you, when you, there has never been, and there, there's never been, and there never will be a name to chant like Ed Belfort. <laughs> when you hear the chant, it is, I mean, if you had never seen a hockey game in your life, you could make out what Blues fans are saying here. I mean, it is clear Belfort. It's just, it's, it's the perfect name to chant. And you know what's funny is something you wouldn't you won't see nowadays is that they would put on the jumbotron they'd get the crowd going they they'd have bell a picture of a bell and the number four you know, back and forth they'd get the crowd to start chanting the goalie which you wouldn't see nowadays you wouldn't see that you wouldn't see a jumbotron trying to get the crowd to antagonize an opposing goalie necessarily so i don't think you would um, but yeah and they're so loud bell for it's like perfect, I, I, I know i perfect perfectly said it's the perfect name to do that with oh yeah I, I, I know i've told the story before but when the blues met the stars again in 2001 and swept bell for again i remember walking out of the game and being in that parking lot across from i guess at the time it was keel and still hearing bell for and it was just deafening like you could be across town and you would hear blues fans still chanting bell for i mean it was insane and it, and, and it wasn't just uh, a matter of chanting it was it was the guy was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, it wasn't like you were chanting a, a good guy. You know, he was a dick. And he played it for your rival, your, your bitter rival. And, this well, was, and the, chanting, the, the chanting was also before uh, the Predators fans started sticking, you suck at the end, which is, which is so trashy. The Blues fans like tried to adopt that for a while. Fan. Blues fans no. tried to adopt that for a while, and I hated it. I'm like, no, you yeah. just got to chant the dude's name as long as you can. You don't, you don't. The, the whole, the, the whole chanting is saying you suck. That's the whole point of it. You don't have to dumb it down and say you suck at the end. It just, it takes all the creativity out of it. It's just, oh, okay. Now we're, we're now we're grade schoolers. Yeah. Okay, we're no longer no, I, being clever. Listen, I if if it works for Nashville, fine. I don't like it. I think it sucks. But for whatever reason, people in Nashville love it. Okay, fine. Use it. It pisses us off, so you're probably doing it right, right? Blues fans hate it. So I'm cool with it. But at the same time, don't like I'm telling you, Blues fans, don't try to adopt that shit. I it sucks. I don't like it. I think just hey, let's chant this goalie's name for five minutes. That's the way to go. I used to have this game on tape somewhere because I have my uh, ABC afternoon game. Okay, so we are jumping ahead in coverage here. We're uh, moving ahead to 7.42 left in the first period. Still a 0-0 game. The good sign. 
Sorry. So you had this game on tape. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably taped this game. Well, I went to, I went to the game and I had my parents record it just in case they won. You know, I could have it, I, and I wanted to watch it later, just because you're at the game, you may miss replays, and you know, you may want to see a, a play in closer detail. Um, so yeah, it was on VHS. So I have no idea. I'm sure I have it somewhere still. Yeah, I, I know my parents used to record every game I was at because they were like, you are such a crazy person, and I used to get on the Jumbotron all the time. So they were like, one of these days you're going to get on TV, and I did a couple times. But, yeah, that's that's why they recorded me. And be like, oh, look, you're on TV. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not surprising. I was Randy a dumb, says, loving dumb, crazy. Oh, go ahead. Loving the ads along the ice. I guess on the boards. She's talking about the old yeah, those of you, uh, those of you watching live with us, whether on Facebook or um, uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, how how many of you were alive for this game, first of all, and how many of you actually remember this game if you did, if you were alive for it? You know, what's funny is that uh, the guy I went to the game with. Uh, was our goalie on our on our on our team at the time, and he was legally blind. <laughs> really? Our goalie. Yeah. I mean, legally blind doesn't mean you're blind. You know, you just you have really bad vision, and you need corrective lenses uh, past a certain point. I think that's how it works. Uh, somebody more knowledgeable on the subject may correct me on that, but that's, I'm, I think I'm in the ballpark. But he was, I think, he he said he was legally blind. Shots on goal in the series: Chicago 114, St. Louis 72. Goes to show you how good the goaltending was. Legally blind, though, that was uh, that was a great Reese Witherspoon movie, correct? I mean, right there, the track, Joseph tracking this puck in that yeah. that sequence right there, kind of defines the whole series. Yep. Because he, this, I mean, even the, when he's falling back on his butt, he's he's got his head up, he's he's tracking the puck. Yep. And this is again like. This is frustrating as as a hockey player, you know, for the Blackhawks, especially a team who was expected they were in the Stanley Cup final the year before, lost to the Penguins. Uh, they're expected to go back, and here they are in the first round playing the worst team in the playoffs statistically, and they cannot beat this goaltender. They can't figure him out, and this was, I mean, this was kind of, Joseph's already kind of proven at this point that he's a great starting goalie in the NHL, but this is kind of his coming out party. This is a, holy shit, this dude is, phenomenal and he's going to have a great career and at the time I think Blues Nation thought this guy's going to lead us to a couple cups he and, and the conversations like the reunions that they've had from these teams um, every one of these players will tell you they should have won a cup with oh yeah with this group they were they were really good I mean I mean not I mean their regular season results didn't really pan out because they, like, they barely made the playoffs but there were some teams in this era that really had a good shot and they just didn't do anything Brandy Cavoni says she's she was one years old one year old when this uh, and uh, Matt Harris was negative five. Oh, God Hey, Brandy Capone's older than somebody in this uh, chat. How about that? Woo! I mean, let's face it here, too. Ed Belfour's having a pretty good series, too. He's doing his well, job. They just can't I mean, it, Yeah, and I, mean, I think his, his numbers weren't great, but again, this is in an era where 
you know, goal scoring was was up, and goalie numbers were down. But I think he, he was like eight eight nine or something like that for the series save percentage. But again, I mean, some of the, blue, the goals of Blues. Oh, yeah, it took a hack there. Who was that? Somebody bumped in the bell for him. He turned around and gave him a whack. God, I love Blues Blackhawks playoff hockey. <laughs> yeah, and them ads on the boards, like Randy was saying. You know, Pepsi, the old Pepsi logo, the 103.3, Clue 103, Sports Authority. Yeah. Bush and Bush Light, KPLR TV. Yep. Upper deck. Yep. This was back in the day where the Blues were on KPLR. Yep. 10 11. Woo. This is fun hockey, Dirk man. Dirk Graham just, I mean, absolutely hooked. Did everything he could to hook a guy to the rink. And no penalty. And here's that Blues top line just pressing. Yeah, swarming. This, I mean, hockey is not like this anymore. And no. There are pluses and minuses about that. I mean, you could argue that the game is better in a lot of ways today, and it's worse in a lot of ways today. But you watch games like this, and just the style and how it's played, um, it's not quite as fast as today's game. It's it's more a little more mucking, a little more grinding, but it doesn't seem as dirty um, in a way. I, I, I just I loved it. This was, I've said before, this is my favorite era of NHL. An this the, is a great uh, era of hockey. I, the, uh, what, from like what 90 I will, to 95. Six, yeah. If you could take my favorite player of all time, Chris Braun, and put him on this Blues team, that would make this my favorite era. That's the only thing missing because he would have, as much as he, think about that, as much as he would have thrived in this era of hockey as opposed to when he did thrive, I mean, he would have been the, the hands down the best defenseman in the NHL. Sure. But there was a uh, little bit more, a little bit more penalty calling in his day. And keep in mind, this is right before he was drafted. Winning Olympics says, uh, "Who are the announcers?" That's Doc Emmerich. And who's the color? Uh, I forgot. I know Tom Mee is uh, on the boards. I'm trying to remember who is it, who it is on the uh, color. I might have to look that up. Uh, do you want to mention, uh, I think, a big play's coming here soon for the Blues. He's yeah, on the say, power I play. Think, I think uh, something happens over here. Oh, yeah. Look at Cujo. I mean, it's so funny watching goalies play the puck back then, too, because this was before, right before Brodor started showing that goalies could play the puck. Joseph just basically hacking at the puck. There it is. There we go. The deflection in front. Oh, man. Just pandemonium at the old arena. Yeah, because you're up three games to none, and you score first in game four, and they still haven't scored on you, and you're like, it's just more of the same. And it's Brett Hall. Brett Hall, again. Yeah, this right. is his, I believe, yeah. fourth goal of the series at this point. Your best players are, are, are playing the best. Brett Hall's on the point, but he finds himself in I don't think he made contact with Belfort before this goal, though. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so Hall goes in front of the net oh, just to flex it right past an outstretched bell for no chance. For Might have gone under his arm or over his arm. Or like the post I think I went under his oh. arm. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, 
That goal was uh, Brett Hall from Jeff Brown at the point, who looked like the puck might have scored it out of the zone, but Brown keeps it in, gets it right to the net, and Brett Hall's right there waiting for it. Fans waving uh, some brooms right now. Here's a nice picture of the uh, in the uh, Belleville News Democrat. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go grab it here in a second because I've got the uh, the sports page from the Democrat from the next morning. And Shanahan's waving one of the brooms. The fans on the ice. I mean, this is just an onslaught from the Blues right yeah. here. Just swarming. And, and this is and what the Blackhawks put up with in all four games of the series. And I can tell you, from being at this game, the atmosphere at this game was just, you could I mean, it was one of those ones where you could just feel it. I'm turning, just, I'm turning up the volume here. Play again is top. Washington's good one-on-one battling along the boards and in front of the Chicago goaltender, Ed Belfort, and the Blues winning a lot of those battles. Bozone showing good strength. Fighting and it was... Like I said, I mean, I mean the, you, you could feel the energy just like hitting your body in waves. It was so awesome. I mean, the, the chant of his name is legendary to me. Like, when I think of blues, when the, when the crowd gets into it, I think of Channing Belfort. They got that newspaper. Go ahead. The blues winning the one-on-one battle. That sounds like uh, uh, Jim Schoenfeld. That's who that is. I'll tell Kurt when he gets back. But uh, that's who it is in color, Jim Schoenfeld. Um, until he puts his earphones on here. Kurt, uh, that is that is Jim Schoenfeld, now that I hear his voice on color. Yeah. All right. Man, a whole, whole bunch of stories behind Jim Schoenfeld, too. Yes, there is. Donut. Yeah. Plus, we did a mystery hockey theater last summer that it, that yeah. was uh, sur- centered around him. Yep. The uh, Turgeon goal. Yep. There's the. There it is. Yeah, pull it, pull, put it up closer. I can see it. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Right there. Perfect. Yep. Blues dust off Hawks. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then the. Yep. See that. Shanahan waving a broom to the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yep, there it is. Beautiful stuff. AWOL elements beat the Braves, too. Cards top Braves. Yeah. (laughs) And the NFL draft happened uh, this same day, I believe. And uh, Drew Bledsoe was picked first overall by the uh, New England Patriots. The last quarterback the Patriots had before Tom Brady. Crazy to think that yes. happened in 1993. Christian Rutu, another guy I hated. Oh, man. Christian Rutu. His names. I know, uh, I know Bill. I think Bill talks about Is it Dirk Graham that he hated most? Oh, he was up there. Uh, hated Graham. Hated Larmer. Look at that pass. Oh, my God. Oh. Is that Joe Murphy? I think so. Former yep, Joe uh, Murphy. Uh, future blue. A little bit. Future homeless man. <laughs> oh, too soon. That's too soon. That's too soon. That's not cool. He has issues. <laughs> At least he doesn't have Excuse me. Uh, Kevin, not, uh, uh, Kevin Stevens issues. 
Kevin Stevens has some issues. Woo! Lose about a minute left here in the period and have a good chance on Belfour. Almost go up 2-0. Evan Nelson, Emerson, Clack, and Puck over there on the shelf. I've got a signed picture hanging up over um, the other side where you can't see. You know what's funny is whenever people come down here to my my man cave where I have all my office stuff here, I've got blue stuff all over. I'm told that apparently my best blue stuff is in front of the, or I guess behind the camera. So you can't see all my best stuff. And I'm like, well, it's because I want to look at it while I'm working. So, you know, I don't turn around and look at the shit behind me. So, yeah, I got like a signed Brett Hall 50-50 club. Uh, Bobby Plager, Mario Lemieux, so like Grant Fuhr signed, and, and yeah, it's like all good stuff that you just can't see every day, but I can. That's all that matters. I was to say that's Denny Felser, number nine. Yep. Yeah. Oh, rubbed him out. Nice Rick Zombo was a good rub out. Zombo was a workhorse, man. Yeah, he was. Hated nice. him when he was a Red Wing. Loved him as a Blue. Yeah. Nice, good depth defenseman. Yep. Come back at each other again. The battle on in the final half minute. <laughs> <laughs> so much does not take it on two walks. I mean, it is a wrestling match. It is a wrestling match in the corner. And let's face it, like, you need two linesmen out there for offsides calls and all that, but big reason that you had linesmen, two linesmen, was because they had to jump in and break this shit up. Brandy says, I was going to call them vintage ads on the boards, but I didn't want to date myself. <laughs> those are those are vintage, and they're, I mean, if I were, and I've said this before, if I were going to customize my Super Tricks game that I have, I would do it with these exact ads on the boards, and I would do these jerseys on the, on the players and those Hawks jerseys on the, on the opponent. I'd make it this era. Uh, also, I wanted to mention uh, here, too, that uh, the, there's a couple Sutters in this game. So uh, Daryl Sutter, actually, this is his first season as a head coach in the NHL. Uh, so Daryl Sutter is coaching the Blackhawks. Brent Sutter is one of his players. Uh, the Blues have Rich Sutter at this point. So there are three Sutter brothers in this game. Only one we are rooting for here with the Blues. <laughs> uh, Ron and Rich on the Blues. Ron was on this team too. Brent mm-hmm. Sutter to take it for Chicago. Yep. One false start. And that's another thing the Blues are doing very well. The second guys won a lot of faceoffs. Loose pucks. Sure, because they have the full, they have their full names on the back of the jersey. Maybe Ron was just injured for this series because his name doesn't pop up with the series. Well, unless he was moved during the season because he's on the. Where is it? He's on the uh, season roster. He had uh, he played in uh, Ron played in 59 games with the Blues and uh, 27 points. Was he moved before this uh, playoffs? Moved or injured? Because he didn't appear at all in this series. Uh, he was he up. was on the Blues. He was on the Blues. Must been injured. Well, 59. He played in 59 games, so maybe he was injured. I'm gonna look up now and see if he was moved. But, uh, yeah, because he was yeah. he was on the Blues the next season too, three, nine, three, nine, four. Okay, so yeah, so I guess he was just injured then. Just had a season injury, ending injury. 
because he was the more talented between Rich and Ron. Rich was more, I mean, I think what, I'm going to, I'm, I'm kind of guessing here, but I think Ron was a little bit more of a scorer, not great. No, no. Yeah, he was a little bit better offensively. So yeah, Ron was moved the next year uh, to Quebec, um, but it looks like as far as playoffs go for this series, yeah, he did not play at all in this playoff. So I don't know if he was injured, if he was a healthy scratch the whole series. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess he was a healthy scratch. He was. Ron Sutter, if you're listening, please let us know what happened to you. <laughs> Remember, okay, so they pulled Belfort here with less than a second to go, first period of faceoffs in the blue zone. Uh, obviously, the Blues can't, there's no time to score here down there. But remember, we talked about this before when it was, uh, I think it was Quinville who pulled, might have been Kirk, with four seconds to go, faceoff down the other end before the end of the period, it was over. And. Blues lost the face off. They shot it down, missed the goal, and it would have counted. Remember that? I do remember that. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that more, though, because we got a break coming here. So let's go ahead and take our break, and uh, we'll hear from our friends over at Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions... Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. All right, so real quick, uh, we will get back into the game here. 17-02 remaining in the second period. Brett Hedekin is just taking a penalty for the Blues. So we have a Blackhawks power play here uh, that's getting started. But before we get to that, I do want to mention uh, Kurt, you just talked about. Did you say Quinville or Keenan? It's Quinville. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was a, it was a playoff yeah. game against the, the Stars. Uh, I, I was going to say the Stars. I wasn't sure it was a playoff game, though, but I, I think it was against the Stars. I think it was a playoff game. I want to say it was game three. They went to uh, overtime in 01, I want to say, and he pulled a goalie um, because there was, what, two seconds left on the clock? No, I think it was like were... almost four, like 3.8, something like that. Yeah, something like that, and it was close. It was very close. Yeah, yeah. That, it made, I remember like, being super nervous about that. They they fired it down the ice and it smacked the inboards when the clock hits zero, so it would have counted. Um, yep. So we got a goal here by the Blackhawks. Finally, the yep. Chicago Blackhawks have beaten Curtis Joseph, tied the game at one. And this is on the power play. Yeah, and listen to that Joseph applause for Curtis Joseph. Yeah. Standing ovation for the shutout streak. I have one of those yellow seats. I do too, right behind me. A nice padded seat. That's the one I have. Padded. Uh, yeah, but you're super jealous because I own number 12. Yeah, I own 10. I do have a 12 blue seat back right above my finger there. I see the seat. It's kind of behind some pictures. I it's a seat. It's a seat back. Maybe our number twelve can. I can't see. <laughs> but uh, so in this goal, Brent Sutter scores. We mentioned the Sutter brothers. 
He scores with assists from Chris Chelios and Steve Larmer. Uh, Maker says. The maker says, uh, remember when uh, McDonald's had the bread hall meal? It was a triple cheeseburger and fries, and uh, he says he still has the cup and comics that came with it. Uh, I uh, I have the comics hanging up on the wall over there. No cup, though. And then Meeker says that he thinks he went to Philly. He came from Philly to St. Louis, then went to Quebec. Then the Islanders, I think, and then uh, Boston and San Jose. But he was in Philly before St. Louis. That sounds right. It's been a ton of time. So, 1-1 one, one game here uh, between the Blues and the Blackhawks. You um, sub. Look at the hooking right there. Yeah, they called it. They got it that Yeah, time. they did call it. There was a lot of penalties in this game. Well, Dave Lowry did a pretty good job of catching up to Christian Rutu, lifted a stick. How common was that where you're the trailing skater, you hook him, and you basically you're skiing behind him? You're, you're, oh. you're holding on to him, and, it's, you're, and, and, you're, and you pull yourself up using your stick as leverage to, to the skater in front of you. Yep. And that was never called unless the player went down. Yeah. Um, hell, I did that a lot. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I did that a lot in high school. I remember literally, like, I would be knocked down or whatever. I'd fall at center, and, and they'd start skating in the other way. And to pick myself up, I would hook one of their legs. And then I would just stay behind him as long as I could and slow him down, and it wouldn't get called. Uh, Rick Kane. I don't believe uh, I've seen Rick Kane in the chat. Before. We got a Dallas Stars uh, avatar there. That is a new a new listener. As the Blues are also one of his favorite teams. Well, uh, welcome now, to the uh, stream, Rick. Rick, good. Uh, so we could be hated together well, because I like the Dallas Stars. Uh, and Blues fans hate me for it. So there you go. You also like Jamie I'm a, ben too. I'm a big Jamie Benn fan. I have a Jamie Benn jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and I have every right to be hated for and I will agree with Blues fans 100%. I uh, and I will say, and I've said this a million times, but I'll tell Rick this. Um, I uh, I did live in Dallas for a short period. I lived there right as they were starting to get good, right as they got Tyler Sagan. So I think that's part of the reason. But uh, but yeah, I I do not hate the Dallas Stars. I used to hate the Dallas Stars uh, when they signed Brett Hall. Fuck them. Um, Darian Hatcher can suck it, but uh, I like him now. Fred, Craig Ludwig, his uh, mile-wide shin guards. And the Screw that guy. I played, I played <laughs> against Craig Ludwig. He's a cheater. He's uh, cheating. He's cheating. I played against him in Dallas when I lived down there. Um, he was down there for some alumni event and uh, showed up to like an 8 a.m. pickup skate in Plano. And I was like, why is this old dude so much better than all of us? And somebody was like, dude, that's Craig Ludwig. I was like, what? He had a very unique look. Kind of bug eyes. Yeah, he did. For sure. Kind of Ed Belfour hair. <laughs> a little bit, I think. Woo! Through traffic. The offensive. No kidding. The offensive uh, force that was Chelios this season. Here we go. Hedekin breakaway. Hedekin probably the only breakaway of his career. Belfour <laughs> <laughs> got a piece and it trickles wide. 
That was a great save there by Belfort. Again, Belfort had a great series. Just that was whose scores just kept beating them. I had a good look at that breakaway because that was on my end of the ice where I was, uh, I was seated. Oh, that's a good penalty. Yeah, I mean, literally taking a guy down right before the pass gets on a stick. That is uh, yeah, clear. It would have been a, a, a scoring chance. Yeah. That's that's a penalty in this era. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Harris says uh, Dallas Stars have arguably one of the best team jersey histories. I will disagree with that. Um, I love their current jerseys. Uh, I haven't hated I Their victory greens, I love those. But I don't like a lot of their past jerseys. I haven't hated a lot of their stuff. Um, the uterus ones are, are awful. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta pull in the North Stars jerseys as part of the Heritage Pew, which is awesome. I like the North Stars jerseys, and yeah, the original ones when they first moved weren't awful. But I'm just overall like a lot of their third jerseys have been awful. I did, I hated the, the Cowboys looking ones with the numbers on the front. I don't know. I, I never There's liked that guy. any of those. That guy with the blue blues jersey and the glasses. Did you see him? <laughs> no, I was. You probably I was see him again. At, I was looking at you, Kirk. <laughs> There's a guy in the stand, season ticket holder. He wore a blue blues jersey, and he had a mustache, and he had glasses. And he was always on camera. Every game they'd show him. My brother and I would always wait for him to show him. We'd, like cheer, we'd cheer. <laughs> he, was, he, he was on screen more than a lot of blues players in history. Oh, man. Rick Zombo with a crushing hit. That's a big hit, a two-fisted punch to the face on Rob oh, yeah. he crossed the blue line. Oh, my Hello. God. All right, there's, there's Kurt right the there. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, I'm right a little older. I'm about, I was about 16, 17 in this game. Youngster may be seeing his first ever game. I was driving. I remember the first I ever saw. Uh, a couple of, well, there's a couple of listeners. No, no. no. Uh, the Meeker was 25 when this game happened, and uh, Edward Schmidt was 27. Welcome, fellas. Got a couple older guys uh, at, at this point, which we're good. But we're not the only ones. Yeah, I mean this uh, this this back and forth between these two teams too. There's been a lot of get it into the zone, get a shot, goes the other way, come back the other way. It's it's a lot of back and forth here, which is it's fun physical. hockey to watch. Physical, it's physical. Yeah, it hits at every turn. Yeah, and the referees are letting, I mean, they call it some penalties, but it let an awful lot go too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the old adage in the NHL, which is still true, but in a different sense, you have to earn every inch. Uh, that is definitely the case in this game. And this was still the era where, in the playoffs, they didn't call as much. And stuff got tighter. But, oh yeah. again, it is back and forth, and it's exciting hockey. So we're going to move ahead here with about 4.30 remaining in the second period. Uh, so, again, 1-1 game. There's Jeff Brown. 
Uh, who has not aged, by the way? Watch the video of him on this show. He looks the exact same he does right here. Yeah, put a helmet on him. He looks like he can still play in the NHL. Should plug that show because that was a that was a really good one. One of the better uh, interviews I, I enjoyed um, that you've done. Uh, I just liked the stories. You know, the story between him uh, with Millen and bringing Jeff Brown on. Yeah. That's yeah. That uh, again, if you haven't heard him, uh, it was, I think it was done in 2020. I had an interview series where I interviewed both Jeff Brown and Greg Millen, who were traded for each other, and we got both sides of that story, and it was it was just so much fun to hear. Funny story. <laughs> Millen wanted Brown. <laughs> yep, you got him. But then he got moved. Him to get him. Here's so Jenny great. This time giving it back to Emerson across to Brown. Shoots one, blocked by Belfort. I actually Another didn't know that story before I interviewed them. On. That was quite the. I didn't either. That I was either. quite the the thing like to learn. It was pretty funny. The things you learn uh, after the fact, years later. Nice play by Shanahan and Brown. So not everything. Well, this was an era too where I mean. There's no social media, you know. You 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 get your news from the newspaper and the radio, right? Um, there's just not you know, the, the the information. There's just not available like it is today. That last shot there by Shanahan goes to show how strong of a player he was in front. Why he was one of the best power forwards in the NHL. He got a good rebound backhand shot off with one hand on his stick. I mean, I I have one hand on my stick, and I try to take a backhand shot. It's going about 8 miles per hour, and it's not leaving the ice. He gets it up top, makes Belfort cover it. I mean, just power behind it. Makes no sense to me. He he just wasn't thought these guys were gods when we were kids. He wasn't just good. He was clever. Such a clever player. You know, tried stuff on the ice that uh, that other people wouldn't even think about doing. He was one of the first guys that I really saw frequently try and bank the puck off the back of the goalie's leg into the net from behind the goal. A lot of activity along the boards and in the corners. There's a young Chris Chelios and Dirk Graham with that uh, duster mustache that we all wanted to punish. He's the captain here on the still, yes, on this team? Yes, I believe so. It is Brown driving it back in. His team still with a minute 20 to work on the power play. But it's cleared back down, and so Nelson Emerson will go to get it. We do a show on all the uh, players that uh, play for both the Hawks Emerson and the Blues. And Brown, and and I would love to do a series over the summer Chicago, where I interview and Blues Graham. rivals over the years and get like Owen Nolan and, uh, oh, man. I don't know, Dirk Graham. Uh, I would love to do something like that. That would be great. That's a great idea. I'd have to do that. Great play there. Jeff Brown, good D on the two on one, taking the pass away. Never got through. You know who'd be good for a a Blues rival interview? Bill Laurie. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) If Cameron Strick had him on, I don't think so. I don't think so. I bet he he probably would never come on the hockey podcast. Why would he? Get someone from Purina on. Unless he feels like he has stuff he has to say because 
He was really bad-mouthed <laughs> on the way out. He was. And we've talked about it. When he was an owner who cared, he was one of the best owners the Blues have ever had. Sure. He wanted to win. Yeah. And I love that. But, yeah, that's all you can ask for. It all changed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. You have an owner that really wants to win and, and does what it takes to, to try and win. You see, he's going to drag his stick, his leg right there. Look at that, Dave. Emerson's hustling back, too. Maybe. Heard him about to drink an IPA here. A Lagunitas. Lagunitas. All right. Is it this is bad. Is it a just a single regular IPA, or was it like a it's, hazy, or it's what? A, it's a daytime IPA. Never had it. That was a good goal. Jocelyn Lemieux with a sick goal and paid the yeah. price. Yeah. A cluster of blues had dealt with Roning. That's so now the, I mean, like the Blues fans are annoyed. Because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to lose this game. You want to sweep them. And you score yeah, you have three guys, guys covering Jeremy Roenick. And then almost Lemieux breaks in from the wing. I mean, Hedekin did a really good job to get stick on puck, but he just it looked like Lemieux just it didn't come off his stick. He held on to it. Yeah, he, it was a power move by Lemieux to stay in and, and be able to get that past Joseph, too. I mean, that's, that's a goal. When you get to the bench, you are getting a, a tap on the helmet from everybody, including the trainer, because... You worked your ass off for that goal. Future uh, Red Wings and or, uh, future antagonist of the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> so Blues down two one at this point in the second period. So the Hawks are feeling it now. Yeah, and that's that's what I was about to say. Is you get to this point, they're up two one. Yes, they're down three zero in the series, but they've got life. They're not done. And this is where you really want the Blues to pick it up and at least tie this game going in the third period. If you, okay, so to give you an idea of, of how I guess some of the Blackhawks felt, you know, being down 3-0, uh, Ronick scores later in this in this game, uh, important goal, and he is fired up in the corner, and he's like, I mean, so you look at it and you're like, wow, I mean. Blackhawks they, leading the Blues by they just want to win this game, and they feel like they win this game, they they can win the series. I mean, at this point, it happened only, what, once in the NHL history that a team had come back from a 3-0 deficit? So, but, but you know, I mean, as, as someone who's played, Kurt, you know, you... Even if you're down and out and, you know, you're, you're facing all the adversity in the world, you get one big on game, ABC one big afternoon. goal even, From and you forget about country, all of that. Right now, and it's all, arena, we're, we're going to do this. Let's come back and well, do this. Like, uh, again, Men's League, you know, I, I played Shanahan. last night. Sutter we had playoffs for my summer league. We're the reigning champs for two seasons. We were down 2 nothing, And I kept telling the guys on the bench, like, guys, this is nothing. We've come back from worse. We ended up tying the game 2-2. We lost 3-2 late in the third period. But when you get that big goal, that's all you need sometimes. And you know the Blackhawks are feeling it. And as the other team, the Blues, they're sitting there going, we can't let them have that feeling. We've got to take that back.
Well, and, and we're the, jumping ahead here to the start of the third period. And the Blackhawks were the best team in the Camel Conference, so I mean, they're a confident team. I'm sure they feel like they could beat the Blues four straight. I'm sure they have that in mind. They know they can. Tom Mee, uh, rest his soul, uh, calling games. He was great. I love Tom Mister, I will never play for the Red Wings. And then did Chris Chelios. So yeah, at the, as uh, as Tom Mee just informed, uh, Chris Chelios and Shanahan went at it at the end of the third. Chelios took a roughing penalty right at the twenty minute mark. So the Blues are opening the period on the power play. That will play into this. To give you a little hint. That's a big penalty by Chelios. Hey. Yeah, back when they played this song, hey. the games. Back, back before everyone knew that he was a, what, a child molester or a child porn fan. Child, child pornographer, I believe, is the proper yeah. term. But who fucking cares is a piece of shit? <laughs> That's the proper term. It pisses me off because I, I enjoyed that song as a, as a, as a sports anthem, you know, and, in arena, so it was fun. Don't ask, ruined it for everybody. The Blues setting up here on the power play. One of the most dangerous power plays in the NHL with the personnel they have on this first unit, especially Brett Hall, obviously. And, I mean, in the way that Craig Janney can dish the puck. I mean, that's a power play you do not want to face starting a period with fresh ice. 24 goals score uh, Kevin Miller on the chance there. He's knocked down in front. This team, I like Kevin Miller. How's it coming to our fans? Matt Dagostini. Never got on a stick. <laughs> Never got on a stick. He was right no, there, though. Good defense there by the Blackhawks, but the Blues are buzzing. Yeah. We're seeing some uh, some good offense here by the Blues. And again, Janney looking for that pass in front, right off the tape, gets on his stick, instantly moves it, looking for the pass. Good move, but Blues couldn't capitalize. Janney was the kind of player that would pass, do a drop pass on a breakaway, and he did do that. Yes. Was this on the end of the ice you were on, or was this opposite side? This was the third uh, This is the other end. I'm on that end right here. Because I was on, I was on the end of the ice when the Blues uh, scored an overtime. Jeremy Roenick, one of the faster skaters in the league. But yeah, one of the, uh, yeah, Roenick just showing his speed here. And then not only showing his speed and just trying to get a shot on goal, trying to, to create a play. Uh, clearly, to me, a pass-off pad type play that he's trying to do there, knowing Larmer is going to be crashing. And, uh, again, Joseph, even though he's given up two goals in this game, the shutout streak's gone, still playing phenomenal high. Generally, when he's going with the speed, uh, there's a YouTube video um, that talks about the Blues and Blackhawks rivalry. It may have been done by ESPN, but it's really well done. talks about the history of the rivalry between the two teams. Um, but it's not that new. I don't think it has the uh, recent uh, playoff games between the Blues and Hawks. But um, Ronick is interviewed, and he talks about how much he hated St. Louis. It wasn't just that. Now he, he, I mean, I think he said his first game 
against St. Louis. He had his front teeth knocked out by Kimball. For Chicago to kill. Yeah. And for the Blues That's to surprising. operate on, but they give it up to Graham. Good hard yeah, Blackhawks getting some some puck control Play here during the penalty Emerson. kill, which, Back again, Shanahan. at this point, you're expecting Moving this Blues power Kenny. play to step Brent in and Kenny do something great. And it's about to happen, I think. Maybe. Huh? Maybe. And it's Canny again with 22 left power play. Hollow with a shot that went wide. Keith Brown on the Chicago defense. Okay. But it's kept alive by Ken Tall to Shanahan. Back yep. over for Janney who yep. wanted it. Janney fed one in front of Slap pass. Beautiful <laughs> slap pass from Janney. So awesome. Melfour's pissed. There he is right there. Blue <laughs> jersey with the glasses. That's him. Little hoodie under the jersey. I hope he's still alive. <laughs> I have him on the show. Freak my brother out. We, we, we used to laugh about him being on every broadcast. Well, Keith Brown has the puck right there, and he fails to get it out. Play yeah, Blackhawks can't clear. Blues capitalizing the, the power puck. play. This was such Danny, a beautiful goal. I mean, that's ridiculous. That that how, play is made in today's NHL, and Brandon that's a goal. Look, how do you, look at the way goalie, how do you defend that? Oh, and and then his leg out. Getting draped over. I mean, just everything they can to stop guys like him from getting to the net. And the Blues still score. Belfort. Belfort was pissed. He thought he was interfered with, but he goes to kick out his right skate, his right pad, and he hits his own defenseman. So that is Brett Hall's uh, fifth goal of the the series. Uh, Craig Janney and Brennan Shanahan both get the assists. Keith Brown, a minor after the goal was scored. So yeah, a lot of discussion here with uh, Dirk Graham bitching about the possible interference, but again, yeah, for those you look that may at be it, new to the game, there are no uh, reviews at this point, nor was it interference at all. It was Blackhawks players basically pushing players into Belfort. Right, and watch here. When Belfort kicks out his right pad, hits his own defensive. Yeah, so, I mean... There's no interference at all. And that was that was actually Nelson Emerson. I I'm I'm mistaken. Uh, Emerson was in front, getting completely clowned into the crease. And again, I think it was uh, was that Brown, Keith Brown, that was uh, that that had kicked into Belfour as he was trying to make the save. The penalty. Yeah, it, it's interesting to Keith Brown. Oh, and they're giving him a it's penalty here, too. That's right. Keith Brown gets a holding penalty, which he deserved. And, uh, and uh, I don't – let me see. Boy, are they I don't have the box score in front of me. Who scored Keith Brown, uh, who scored was Brett Hall. You didn't put a quarter in no, no, no. I mean, do they score again here? Uh, this power play? Uh, yes, they yes, do. They do. Yeah, it's, and Shanahan gives a great celebration here like, uh, we're going to win it, we're going to win it. To wait for it. Look at Emerson. Oh, Look at that. that was so fantastic. Ah, that is beautiful stuff. He just ran out of room because Belfort came up to challenge. That was one of those plays that I remember to this day. Seeing, remember, clear as day when I was there. Almost jumped out of my seat. And again, just the ovation from the Blues crowd. Just to, to hey, we're going to do this tonight. And just see, I mean, this is a coast-to-coast play by Nelson Emerson. Splits the D, right? Look at that. Splits the D. Oh, my D. God. Shelly Oaks is just standing. I mean, he makes one of the best fits in the NHL look like a damn mannequin here. What a great 
great move and Emerson's lucky he didn't die here. Like, into the yeah. board, oh, got turned around nicely, but man, he doesn't want to face first on the boards. I just love Shanahan's reaction on his goal. It is Emerson. see it. Then Janney. Shanahan close by. Janney took a swat from Steve Smith. That's enough to force And, you know, because you enter the third period trailing by a goal. But it's spiked back to the point. And they scored two quick ones. power plays right off the bat like this. Yeah, you get two quick goals. Drives one right into Belfort and play is stopped. Yeah, Blues are just absolutely buzzing at this point. I'm getting goosebumps. I, I, <laughs> it's crazy watching this game and still feeling this way. Matt Harris, who is a, uh, a band director, uh, he says, I just cut the Hey song from our marching band stand tunes. Band got pissed and I had to explain why. I feel icky playing it. Yeah. I don't blame you at all, sir. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks because it's a fun song to play. But yeah. Once you know about Gary Glitter. With a name like Gary Glitter, you should have known anyway, right? Just seems exactly. like that kind of guy. <laughs> and if you've seen, if you know if you've seen him, it's like oh my gosh. Yep. So the let's go blues chance going plus people just going nuts here during a blues timeout. And this is what I love when I, when announcers can sense it's time to shut up and just let the crowd speak for itself. That's what we're hearing here, and I love it. Uh, this best, is some of the, the best, best stuff from. Yeah, it's the good ones that know. And clearly, we're listening to uh, Doc Emmerich here, who knows how to call a game. Like the Dodgers announcer. Uh, what's it? He just passed away. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, but yeah, he, he was really good at that. Let the crowd Where's that starter jacket? That Vince Scully. Vince Scully, yeah. I don't know why that took me so long to come up with. If I couldn't listen to a game being called by Jack Buck, I wanted to listen to Vince Scully. He was so oh, yeah. good. He was great. 17-31 left in the third. Jeff Blue is still in the power play. He and Emerson will work the points once the Blues get it set up. Hall and Shanahan and Janney as usual. And just seeing, again, a, a player that, a of Jeff that Brown's caliber, somebody that we really don't out. talk Shanahan about as one of the, for the uh, just a great skating defenseman. He really led the way for guys like Eric Carlson and uh, Brent Burns, guys like that that are just good puck movers. And I don't want to say led. Obviously, Bobby Orr started that. But, yeah, there's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> Shanahan's face it, just tells it all. It's like he, it's like they won the game in overtime. He was just yeah. uh, hands in the air, his mouth is wide open, huge moment, screaming. And I yeah. remember at this point thinking, "This is it. This is yeah. the series is over." Yep. But like Adrian and Rocky Four, you're gonna do it. Yep. Yep. Three to uh, three to two here for the Blues. Brendan Shanahan with a big PP goal. And again, this is a, I mean, not unlike the goal where Brett Hull scored, 
It's a fake shot, pass over, score. Well, and let's not overlook the fact that Brett Hall, the, the best shooter in the NHL at this point, he breaks into the zone, you think he's taking it to the net. No, he's going to dish it off to Janney, and then he's going to dish it off to Shanahan. <laughs> I, I mean, Shanahan. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous the offense the Blues had at this point. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the Hawks, 107 points, uh, best team in the Campbell, and the Blues uh, were a much better offensive team, or at least you know, up, up, up front anyway. I didn't see the actual goals for Quiddles for this. Let me look up here. Barron takes a little punch to the back of the head. No call. Of course not. Okay. Uh, Blackhawks scored. Yeah, the Blues outscored the Blackhawks that season. I mean, just by three. But still, uh, Chicago's uh, goal distribution was top-heavy. Blues' problem and, uh, was defense. Um, they yeah. did not have – they had good – they had good defensemen, but kind of like how we talk about now, they didn't really have that top guy that could shut you down, nor did they have a top pairing like that. Uh, their game was trying to control the puck, and they did it well, but clearly not good enough to get through the uh, Western Conference. Yeah, they had, the Hawks had Ronick and Larmer, and that was, I mean, Brent Sutter scored 20. Rick Graham scored plenty, but that was about it. They had some guys in the teens. The Blues had short by goals here. 54, 51, 25, 24, 24, 22. So, I think the Hawks had more guys in the teens, but the Blues had one, two, three. Their top four goal scorers were top four or five. Fantastic. Sorry, I said Western Conference. I meant Campbell Conference. The follow-up comes from yeah. Danny, who's tripped up on the play. Same thing. Dirk Graham starts it ahead with a pass. I understand why they did that and why they went that. Because I guess we're trying to attract new fans. You know, Campbell yeah. and Wales and Norris doesn't mean anything. I mean, I love. So you gotta go regional. I love talking with people who know the old conference names, but oh, yeah, yeah it, it makes way more sense. Do it, to, do it by region. Right. It does. Never really sport does that. No, true. Although if they went away from regions, they could almost have, you know. Any team they wanted <laughs> in divisions, they wouldn't have to go necessarily to regions. Back when the discussion of realignment was going on, that was one of the things I said was you could literally just you could set up divisions to where it's not at all set up like that. 424 remaining in the third period. We're going to jump to now still three to two blues. And we just saw a great sign. The fat lady is tuning up. As the Blues lead this game three to two. Here at this wonderful old arena in St. Louis, new one on the drawing board and actively being worked on. January of '95 for it, but the old house That's is cool. seeing a good one for the home team. What Emmer just said about the old arena and how about the the, the new Sabbath McKeel Center was you know, being drawn up and due to open in 95, yep. which didn't happen because of the, the delay yep. or the lockout. 
Up with it is Lowry. It's a three on two for St. Louis. Lowry moving in. Met nicely by Chelios. Because the first game him. was supposed to be against... L.A.? The first game was against L.A. Either the first game was supposed to be against L.A. or it was against L.A. Was it Chicago? Was it Chicago? First game was against L.A. Because of the lockout, the reschedule. Shortened season. Vancouver was the first game, wasn't it? No, it was maybe. What? Let me see. I shall look it up. No, Vancouver was the first game Gretzky played as a blue. I. I don't know. Right. Yes. Yes. That's true. Too much shit to remember. <laughs> so 94-95 was the 48-game lockout season. So John Saunders making an appearance. Yeah. What are the scheduling results? First game was January 20th against San Jose. I think the first game was supposed to be against L.A. because it was those uh, tickets they gave, those mock tickets they gave away before the season started for the opening of uh, Kiel Center, I think it was against LA. And that game never happened. I think Joseph makes that save and it goes out. That was crossbar. He said iron. I don't know. I think it caught Joseph. I want to say I couldn't see it there because of the quality, but I want to say I remember going to I could be thinking I'm of McInnes' blast. I'm going to disagree just because I want to disagree. I could be thinking of McInnes' blast that, uh, that uh, beat Wamsley uh, but hit the iron in overtime. I think it was McInnes. Or was it Mullen? And the Blues scored not after. Wickenheiser. Again, going to turn the volume up here a bit. Listen to this crowd. Oh, I say that, they Ronick. score. Let's bring Look that down. <laughs> they are pumped. This is Ronick's big goal here. His only goal of the series. Yep. Mr. 107 points, and he scored, what was it, uh, 50? He was a 50-goal scorer, too. Yeah, he scored 50 goals. One in the series. In this series, Jeremy Ronick, uh, four games played, one goal, two assists, zero plus minus, uh, no power play points. So, rough series for Jeremy Ronick. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Oh, yeah. Couldn't happen to a You know, the thing about Ronick, though, is that it... Like I mentioned that video on YouTube, if you haven't watched it, go check it out, the Losing Blackhawks rivalry video. Um, he says on there how much he hated St. Louis, but the way he says it and the way he talks about the Blues, um, it was strictly in a hockey rivalry sense. It wasn't personal, um, and it made you like him because he was talking fondly of it. You know, he, he hated the Blues in a fond manner. It was just kind of interesting to, to hear him uh, describe it. I think we, we've we heard the same from, I want to say it was Kelly Chase. Uh, from I don't know if it was the same one or not, but I remember hearing Kelly Chase discuss in a documentary-type series about how he hated playing in Chicago. And it was like, but it was respectful. It wasn't like, oh, fuck those fans. It was like, I hated playing there because they gave me shit, and I deserved it. You know, and it 
it's it's a it's a fond memory more than it is a hate type thing. You've heard the Hull and Oates story, right? Where the the I think it was the St. Patrick's Day Massacre game, where the Blues were in Chicago, Hull and Oates were lining up for the national anthem, and they're listening to the anthem, and they see up in the rafters two Blues players. It's Hull and Oates being hung with nooses. Right. Oh, that's right. And well, and Oates goes and Oates goes to Hull goes. Look at that. And Hull goes. I know, isn't it great? Hull <laughs> 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 loved it. Hull absolutely loved it. I feel like that's that's something I would have thrived as too. Is, is oh, a, in this theory in, in this uh, era of hockey, I would have loved to be the fucking hated player. I would have oh, loved. Yeah. Let yeah. hook that to my veins. I would have been, and I would have been waving to the crowd when I would score a big goal. I know I mentioned about Nazem Kadri doing that recently, but that was also there was a little bit more motivation behind there, it. There's more, yeah. There's more of a story there. More than we'd like to admit as hockey fans, there was a little bit more behind that, and that's why I wouldn't have done it. Um, but in terms of beating a player because of the type of player he is. Oh, yes, I want to be that guy. I would love to be that guy. I would I would love to be the kind of guy that's hated because I was just good and burned your team. Um, being hated because you're dirty, that's a whole different animal. I mean, it's still cool. Don't get me wrong. You're a tough guy, you know, you're hated because of that. Um, but I, I think just the kind of player I was, he was a, I was a, I was a, I was a point getter and also um, – I know, more of a Shanahan kind of player. I mean, I modeled my game after Oates, but I kind of played a little like Shanahan in a way. So I kind of merged between the two. Losing your audio, Jeff. I'm not sure what happened. How about now? Yep, you're good. Okay. When I played, it was a little bit more, when I played competitive, I did model myself after Chris Brown at the time, and I took a lot. I did a lot of things behind the whistle. Took a lot of penalties. Referees were looking. Yeah. <laughs> I play now, and I'm way. I mean, I am not that asshole Wednesday player. At least I don't think. Um, I play now for exercise, you know. But like back in the day, yeah, it was all. Yeah, Chris Bronger does this. I'm going to do the same thing, and it worked. I got a lot of retaliatory penalties because of it. I was I was I was kind of a dick uh, when I played. I mean, I, I, I it was not unusual for me to leave my team in points, but I played with an edge and I played a little like a dick. Back when I was a kid, you know that when I got older, that that settled down. And I was like, hey, I have a job. <laughs> I, I can't be uh, I can't be doing this this kind of stuff anymore. And I just enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. Yeah, if anyone's listening who played against me in my first couple years of men's league, uh, let me just apologize now because well, I, I was still trying to play that same way. It, it took me until I was about 21 that I was realizing, like, wait a minute, this isn't competitive anymore. I don't need to play that way. I think, too, is that when you're a kid and you're younger, you know, that's – it's the, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs for you when you're a kid, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, yep. it's, that's what you're picturing and pretending it is. Then when you get older, you're like, okay, <laughs> this is not the big deal. I mean, it's fun. 
love playing. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I didn't take it as serious as I as I did when I was younger. I grew up, if you will. Forty-five seconds left in this game. We got a tie game at three-three, and uh, looking like we're gonna get some OT here. Brett Hall throwing a check. Yeah. This is one of those. Let, let me ask so you, nervous. Kurt. This is one of those moments as a player where you're thinking, because you know the goalies are thinking, don't give up a shit goal. You give up a shit goal right now, you are the goal in a bad way. As a player, this is something I, even now, uh, that I'll do. I'll just start throwing the puck at the net. Because I'm like, the goalie's already kind of second-guessing himself because he doesn't want to be that guy. So you're going to try and make him be that guy. Is that the way you think when you're playing too far? Um, No. I, I think, I mean, at this point in the game, it, you know, tie game late it, or you know, a sudden death overtime, it just gets more intense for me. I'm not saying I, on overtime, I might be more of that mentality. But in regulation, I don't think I'm just a throw the puck and that kind of guy. I'm still trying to make, I'm still trying to make the right play, I guess, or the the. I don't know. I don't change it too much. I, it might just be more intense, I guess, uh, where you're, you're you're diving more, or if you're in your own zone, like uh, I might slide to block a shot. You know, when I wouldn't, I wouldn't in the first period. I'm a crazy asshole. Even in men's league, I'll still slide to block a shot. I, my goalie tells me all the time. He's like, knock that shit off. We'll He's like, I don't need you diving in front of me to make saves. Like, that's my job. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, if you're not in position, he's like, I don't care, man, it's men's league. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but, man, when it happens, I just, I'm not even thinking. I just react. Back to the corner once more. Down to the last two centering pass. Overtime. This is back when the, uh, the, the, the well, horn at the end of periods was the goal horn. Yeah. And bone crunching body they didn't change that, I think, until they went to Keel, right? Because if the overtime is anything like these first three periods, that's um, precisely what we're going to get. Yeah, I don't think they had. They didn't have the fog horn be the end of the period horn until they went to Keel. Because they had a new sound system, and it was a lot easier to control it. show they've been giving us for the last two and a half hours. Oh, I miss the I just, arena. Oh, man, just the smell. You walk in, it's like you smell stale beer and, and dampness and like old popcorn and hot dog. And it just, just that that with the old building, it just oh, smells so good. So now we are starting overtime as we move ahead in coverage here. Um, so, yeah, we'll get the whole overtime here until we see the winner. Oh, I don't know if you know who the winner is, but it's a pretty big deal. Pretty big moment in Blues history. Like I, I've always said, that until the Blues Cup run, this was, for me, this was the biggest, best game in Blues history for me personally. You know what? Uh, the next game we do, we're going to we're going to do my favorite game before the Cup run. Uh, we'll do 2001, Game 4, Sweep of the Stars. Okay. That was because I was at that game, and that was ridiculous. I remember just... I, I can't even tell you how many times I watched that game as a kid. Because it was one of those things, you know, as a kid, where you're like, what am I going to watch tonight? It's Friday night, and I'm not going out, I'm not doing anything. Oh, I'm going to sit here and I'll re-watch this. And it was always the 2001 sweeping of the stars. I watched that game constantly. 
the Blackhawks last year. Ahead with this now. That was the first game where I ever hugged a random stranger. I remember just hugging the guy next to me and like looking at him. Because, you know, I was, let's see, 2001, I would have been 16. And I remember thinking, I should not be hugging this random guy. And he kind of looked at me and I think he thought the same thing. And then we just hugged each other again. Like, who fucking cares? We just won the series. It's interesting because back you know, back in this time, you know, the Blues don't have a cup yet. And so there's this hope, right, that if you can win this series, it's one step closer to the, winning the first Stanley Cup in team history. And you get that. It's just a, it's a different feeling. I mean, you don't, you don't have that feeling now. Because you've got that one cup under your belt. It's, yep. it's not, I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different. It's more of a uh, scary, intense, uh, uh, crazy, exciting kind of a thing. Oh, my gosh, we're one step closer to our first Stanley Cup. I don't remember which game it was, but when they did the, the tournament style in 2020 um, in Edmonton, and the Blues, they went to overtime one game against Vancouver. Might have been game two. I can't remember. Um, and I remember even saying as overtime started, looking at my wife, and I was sitting there, and I was, like, you know, pretty tense. But I remember thinking, and I said this out loud, I'm like, I don't, this is crazy. I don't feel as tense. I think it's because they won the cup last year. Like, I actually feel like I can sit and kind of enjoy overtime a little bit. Like, yeah, I was still on edge. I was still standing the whole overtime. But at least I was able to, like, actually enjoy the play and and be, like, not just be on pins and needles the whole time. It's different, and I, I'm glad that I was able to experience both, right? Um, and I assume it would be very similar to those who, you know, in the future who – Janney with a chance, take, ripped down on the gets way. Gets ripped down and gets a good <laughs> shot on Belfour. Yeah. And no still a great leg save there by Belfour. Kick save. Oh! Yeah, I'm on this end of the ice, so I'm looking down on it. Janney should have had three goals in this overtime. That's the second I'm, right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, Belfour, is just, uh, Belfour is basically standing on his head at this point. Like, guys, fucking come on. Get me some offense here. Yeah, it was, it was uh, basically the whole, everyone's standing. There's, there's the Blues playing. The Blues are all over Eddie Belfour. Great goaltending by the Chicago Netminder. There's another one on Janney. Shanahan threading beautiful passes out front in the last one. Through a crowd right there. Shanahan yeah, ready for the rebound. The Blues the playing the dandern. And like you said, probably throwing up that graphic. Bell for oh, yeah. Love it. They do that a lot. Love it. They were still doing that in 2000 because we just love chanting his name. Oh, I know they yeah. were. I remember it. I, it'd be funny to chant Belfour uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're trying to, you know, uh, raz the other goalie, just do the Belfour yeah. chant. It'd be funny. I remember when they uh, the Blues hired him as a goalie consultant, and people were pissed. Like, you can't have Belfour be a part of this organization. Belsner tried to brush it by, could not. 
back along by the Black Mosman Hawks. getting some overtime play here. Yep. Yeah, this is basically basically it was kind of how the the Capitals treat overtime now with uh, in in the playoffs of let's get Ovechkin out there every other shift second shift if he's not out there let's uh let's just make sure we get guys that'll keep puck in the offensive zone and that's what the Blues are doing here they're they're throwing out their third line and saying guys just keep the puck in the zone until we can get Holy Shanny and Janney back out there the blade of Emerson's stick in the puck. Oh, there's the uh, gold, gold Easton. The Joe Murphy stick. Good stuff. Rick Zombo, there's my pick. It's a shame he didn't keep that so he could pawn it. I got to stop. He, gotta stop goal he picked, uh, what's his name? Picked uh, Rick Zombo for the goal for the overtime winner. The Bucci challenge before the Bucci challenge. Yes. Bucci was still in diapers at this point. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, he was... Yeah, he's, he's probably he's in his 20s, right? 20s, I would think, yeah. He was probably probably in broadcasting school at this point. Yeah. I think he's older now than you think. I think he's in his 60s, isn't he? I was going to say, I think he's in his 60s, yeah. So maybe he's not. Maybe you think you're thinking exactly right. <laughs> he may have been 30. Fun fact, this is from Matt Harris. Uh, the Blues are playing a part of the, I hope I pronounce this right, Dis Are, the song that commonly represents death. Yes, I, I, I picked up on that over the organ. This was, uh, was this Johnny Johnson that was on the organ at this point? Ooh, I don't know. It might have been. Um, what's his name? Uh, who he did? Uh, what's his name? He did the Cardinals uh, organ. Uh, um, Ernie Hayes. Yeah, Ernie Hayes was uh, the organist for the Blues too. For might have been. Yeah, Ernie Hayes. He did, he did double duty. Like, uh, I mean, where are you going to get this, kind of, this 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 type of conversation from in St. Louis, right? No. The fact that we know no. two of the Blues organists' names. <laughs> Jeremy Boyer and uh, Ernie Hayes, yeah. And, and Johnny Johnson. Johnny Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> There's three. Diaz Ira is how you say it. Diaz Ira. I'm going to look up see if it'll give me some dates for Ernie Hayes, Blues organist. That's a, that's a deep cut. And you just can't beat playoff overtime, man, especially in an no. exciting game. Oh, my God. The, the, on the edge of your seat every shot. Oh, my God. Especially when you're there. I mean, my God. Oh, it's just it, – it's and it, we, we've talked about it. I mean, it's so much fun. I mean, looking back on it, it's fun, but at the time, it's just painful. Yeah. It's just painful yeah, it's, and stressful, and it's almost not fun. Because <laughs> you're just – you're living and dying, man. It's like – Oh my God! Your, your heart stops every time a, a chance against the, your goalie. Felsner. Oh God! It gets absolutely taken out. No call. Yeah. No, this think, is literally where you would have to chop a dude's head off to well, get a penalty. I think. I think who was playing defense there? I think he got puck. That's why there was no call. He yeah, got puck but I mean, still, overtime hockey in the 90s. Right. No, yeah. 
you're not getting called for anything. Not unless you take someone's lip off with a high stick, yeah. Yeah. Four shots in this sudden death period. And that's still the one. It's hard to get a penalty overtime. I think it's a lot easier now. You still right. see it now, but back then it was, I mean, it had to be egregious to get a penalty. I think it's still hard, but it's, it's not, I agree with you, it's not like it used to be. You'll see penalties overtime now, but it still takes a lot. I feel like now if you get a penalty in overtime and you kill it, there's a good a chance you're going to get a makeup call. I think at this time, yeah, that's, even if it was egregious, you're not getting a makeup call. I think, well, unless he got high stick there, it was a good play by Chelios, actually. It was. Jim Schoenfeld agrees with you. <laughs> Have another donut. <laughs> you fat pig. You fat pig. That was crazy time, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Jeez. So Los Angeles just beat Calgary. Or they're, they're, oh, they're, uh, they're still going, apparently, at this point. Los Angeles. So that was prior to Gretzky. Craig Janney was just dumped in no. the yeah. blue line. Well, yeah. Uh, the they got first Gretzky year, the ninety. This was at, I think. Well, game was it ninety? No, this was the year that L.A. Oh, went to the finals. Chelios so they had Gretzky. Like, McSorley. Yeah, that was ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah, McSorley uh, illegal stick. That was ninety-three. Yeah. I even got that in my notes. I should have. Yeah. Yeah. They. They. Yeah. This was. Was this their first year with Gretzky? I want to say no, because Edmonton won. Edmonton knocked out L.A. the first year Gretzky was with L.A., I believe. But then Gretzky came back. I think it was a, a year or two after. Oh, yeah, wow, I'm way off. 88-89 was his first year no. with L.A. Okay, so it was a few years. Yeah. But I want to say that the first year that the Gretzky was in L.A., they played Edmonton in the playoffs, and Edmonton beat him. I think Edmonton won the cup that year or the year after. 89 was his first playoff with L.A. Calgary, yeah, that's right. Flames won the cup that year. Where did L.A. beat Edmonton that year? I think L.A. might have beat Edmonton that year in the playoffs. But then Edmonton came back next year and won the cup. Something like that. So Edmonton won the following season, 98, I'm sorry, uh, 89-90. Right. Edmonton won the cup. So, but and Edmonton beat L.A. in the second round of that year. Of that year, but the first year Gretzky was in L.A., I believe. The first year the Kings beat the Oilers. Yes. That Gretzky was in L.A. And Gretzky had a hell of a series, too. Yeah. And they ended up uh, losing to the Flames in a four-game sweep the following series. And that was in 89. Sorry, folks, for listening to the show all the time. You know that we like to go off on tangents, and that was one of them. Round with a shot that went wide. 
Russell steps Thank God far. for the internet. Larmer steps to this and sweeps it behind. Makes things easier. Really does. Makes our jobs easier. Make us look like yeah. geniuses. Murray Barron. Murray Barron's still holding up the hot play behind the goal. <laughs> yep. Russell a shot and it went off Joseph and wide. Did that really go off Joseph? Whew, he was down and out. As, as he was down, yeah. I think he made the save as he was falling. Whew. Cam Russell wheels ahead for the Blackhawks. Back up now for Noonan, and we have a player hurt. Kevin Miller of the Blues is down at Ooh, he looks like dead. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he looks, his, his eyes are rolling, his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. It looked like it. Unless it was a glare or something. And it Ooh. seems to me that Rob Schick has put his whistle in his pocket. Oh, <laughs> are they covering his neck? Three plays that should have been called. Uh, penalties that were in the first three periods. Did he get cut? And that's not a good signal we'll to give out. the players because it gets to the point where he's holding his chest. I'm not sure the towel. Really he's got a towel in the. Better to call the game in the overtime the same way you yeah. called the first we'll three periods of hockey. Replay. At least the players know what to expect. They're probably it looking for it in the truck right now. chance early in the overtime when he was pulled down from behind. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're in Nashville, bullshit. You suck. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know why Blues fans are upset. Maybe they don't realize because it's like, dude, your players hurt. Like, give them a, give them a chance to get off and get better. Some folks may be wondering if it was a clean hit. In my opinion, it was a very clean hit. The bad part for the injured party was that, again, the lower ribs meant the top of the uh, of the board. And as Jim Schoenfeld can tell you, those boards don't have much give to them. Okay. Yes, and Bo's pissed. <laughs> Bo's playing anger. So I guess they're pissed because there wasn't a fiber, I think. I think, uh, I think uh, Kevin Moore was using a Coho well, no, Red Fighter. Is that what it is? That's what it looked like. He off Ray Bork. It seems like it, uh, yeah, I had a black fiber. That was a great stick. Funny story about that stick. Uh, let my cousin borrow it, and if you're familiar with the old coho fibers, uh, these, the, the, the two longer sides of the stick, the parallel sides of the stick, where it had fiberglass on them, in the middle and the core was wood, so the top and bottom was wood exposed. And uh, I guess where the wood and fiberglass came together, uh, splintered, and my cousin was borrowing the stick, and he slid his hand down the stick and uh, uh, shoved a splinter deep into the palm of his hand with a wood stick. It was something, something you never hear about, right? No. That happened. I, <laughs> I've done that. I uh, I remember I, I took a bad stick. Yeah, I remember taking a bad slash um, into my stick, and I remember feeling it give with with a with a wood stick, and feeling it give, and just being like, "Ah, oh, I could play with it, play the rest of the game with it." And then I remember as I was like, "Yes, I used to be one of those guys that had a stick bag," and I remember sliding it into my stick bag, and it just. Fucking boom! Uh, just cutting across the side of my hand and just uh, getting the worst splinter, and just being like, "Oh yeah, this stick isn't gonna last very much longer." And I think I broke it the next game in warm-ups. But yeah, oh yeah, that that's something that happens to people. With I think those wood we're sticks, uh, are we coming up on we're coming up on uh, the big moment, aren't we? Pretty close. Because I think Belfort just played the puck behind his goal. And played it properly. I don't <laughs> think no we're. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're that close, but we're okay. pretty close. Because yeah. I know it, it, it's like a similar play that we just saw. That.
Has Brown oh, offside. Yeah, say Come on, Emerson. Offside. Stay onside. Yeah, That's what are you doing? <laughs> play by Curtis Joseph. He caught the puck. He doesn't want to have a face-off in his own end of the ring. I used yeah. to love uh, watching again, Joseph play the puck. The ice, yeah, was yeah, I was just going to say that. The, the, the way he plays the puck is so... You don't see this the, the type of way he played the puck there. You don't see that a lot in the NHL anymore. Well, he would. He, he would. He had it in his take, glove, and then he like skates out with it, drops it to a stick, and one-handed pokes it to his team. He he had a play that I had never seen another goalie do. He would use his knee as a fulcrum and have his right hand on his stick, and he both hands on the top of his stick above the paddle, and he would use his knee as a fulcrum and flick. Uh, the puck with the blade of his stick. I used to using his knee. Again, to, to date myself here, I used to play with a guy, and I don't, if anybody knows him, I don't know if he still plays or not, but I grew up playing goalie with this guy. Alex Gaddy was his name. Uh, played in St. Charles with me. Played St. Peter Spirit, I believe. Um, he used to do that. And I remember asking him, why the hell do you play the puck that way? And he's like, well, the greatest goalie ever, Curtis Joseph, does it. That's what he used to tell me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I guess he does. My brother would mimic Joseph and try and do that. He was our, my goalie did well when we were kids. Matt Harris says, uh, another fun fact, he's front brothers with Jeremy Boyer. Boyer's a great dude. We haven't had him on the show yet. Like, actually, I've had his work on the show, and I've checked with him and been like, hey, is it okay if I play this? Always gives me the okay. As far as I know, I think he listens to the show. Good dude. Um, we need to get him on. We should do that. Yeah. Very good guy. Let me go. I'm not letting you go. Do you let me go? Boson getting tired. Boson and Troy Murray. Troy Murray. Yep. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Murray's what? What? You yeah. got him completely wrapped up. Yeah, back in the day when fans would get pissed, and just middle of play, just throw shit on the ice. Just, <laughs> those sports authority ads on the boards. I miss sports authority. I used to buy a lot of stuff there. What about the shop and save ads? Those shop and save now. Yeah. Long gone. The third of our Stanley well, not long Sunday's gone. Probably, what, five years? Six years? Five or six years. Yeah, they don't schnooks bought them out. Yep. Bobby Basson, one of my dad's favorite players of all time. Schnooks bought him out. Yeah, he was. Tough guy, too. Short, tough guy. Uh, in Edwardsville, there was a shop and save right across the street from the Schnooks. And when the when Schnooks bought a shop and save, instead of just shutting it down, they opened two Schnookses right next to each other in Edwardsville. There was a, that's you a similar situation in St. Charles. We had a, we had a very Weird. similar situation. Weird. Yeah, it only lasted like a year, maybe. Yeah, and then they shut it down, sold it. Uh, I think it was just one of those things where they were probably trying to just reduce inventory. They're like, as soon as we get this down, Maybe. we'll. You know what? Why are we talking about Schnucks and Job and Save right now? <laughs> the St. Louis thing. The St. Louis thing. Oh, this show. Now watch this rocket. It's upstairs and almost tears the head off of Curtis Joseph. 
Almost tears the head off of Curtis, Curtis Joseph. Have another donut, you fat pig. I guarantee you will win game seven. I guarantee you we win game seven. How'd that work out for you? Covers up the rebound. Belfour 25 for 28 shots. Shots at overtime right now. Blackhawks three, Blues five. Blues are. I mean, it's a pretty close overtime, but I feel like the Blues are getting some pretty damn good chances here. It actually has been. The goal is coming up very, very soon. Very, very soon. That's how you put Joseph. a puck behind the goal, Joseph. Yep. Yeah, Joseph stops Just it behind like the net for the Blues. Nothing out of the way. I think our winning line is out here on the ice right now. There's another dump in. Great Muni. Yeah, there's another dump in. I think it's the next dump in. How about that? Is that Craig Muni there? Wearing a visor. One of the few players in the NHL that has a visor at this point. Their season's about to end, boys. Yep. Sutter and Lemieux. Hull with a pair. Shanahan one for St. Louis. Gymnastics from England. Matt Harris says those helmets with the super simple blues wordmark are so nice. They are. Oh, yeah, those old CCM and Yofa helmets. Yep. Love those. Yep. So I guess they're settled in for what they think might be a long overtime. Now there's ads on the helmets, and they're here to stay. One of the better Blackhawks chances came from a guy that's I don't. A while it's not a big deal. I mean, if you ask if I prefer one or the other, I prefer no ads, but do I really care? Not really. Not a big deal. Joseph far out of his crease there. Here we go. Blues had a defensive zone faceoff. Now they're breaking out. Red Hall's on the ice, of course. Blues in the midst of a change. All right, I'm going to turn the volume there up There it here. is. Back off and Janney. Put one in front. Score! Yeah. Okay. The iconic, iconic yeah. moment of uh, Belfour breaking his stick on the crossbar. So the camera doesn't quite show it here, but... When Belfour breaks, hits a stick on the goal, breaks it over the goal, whatever, he throws it, whips it at Rob Shipp. I mean, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they don't quite show it uh, on TV. can't quite make it out. But, you know, like I said, I was there and I saw when he th- I mean, it may even hit Rob Shipp's skates. I don't, I don't think anything ever came of it, but he was now, pissed. Did you imagine if that happened now? Oh, my God. Belfour would be suspended for a season. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, maybe. And and you know what? He has every right to be upset because this could have easily been interference. Blackhawks are already like, it's so funny because like nowadays you probably sit and wait like, okay, let's see what the referees say. Is there going to be a challenge from Toronto? Blackhawks at this point, all they can do is say, well, we're done. It's over. So if you watch, Hull and Belfort get tangled beside the net. And Lowry has no opportunity to hit. Right? Yeah, I say, honestly, Hull's just trying to make a play behind the net. Well, he's trying to to cut between Belfort and the goal. Yeah. And Belfort's coming in front, and there was no room left. 
And and I'll say, like, does this goal count now? No, it does not. No, not, not but but I will say, I don't think Hull's trying to interfere with him. He just does. I don't think so either. No, no, he's trying to get to the puck. Yeah, yeah you can it, you can tell he's not trying to interfere. It's not the kind of player he was. He's he's cutting between because he sees Belfort on the boards, and he's saying, okay, well, I'm not going to go into the boards. I'm going to try and, and cut between him and the net. But in today's NHL, you can't do that. You just need to hold up and wait for the goalie to get back to his crease. You can't, you can't, you can't make contact with the goalie like that. It's, yep. There's no way. They don't even They don't even count this goal on the ice. It's waved off right away, I think. It's pretty, it seems obvious. Yep, I agree. A sweep Man, fantastic the games. Fantastic finish. Nice Such sweep. a fun game oh, to watch. And it was the height of the rivalry, too. I mean, it was so intense. They hated each other. The fans hated each other. This was an era where, you know, there were fights in the stands and Blues and Blackhawks fans. It was, I mean, this was a nasty rivalry. We've, and to we've told the them. story on this show of one of my favorite moments of just being a Blues fan was... It was, I think it was a regular season game, and Curtis Joseph has told this story where you can you can see right behind the, the net there was a fight going on between Blues and Blackhawks fans. And, I mean, it wasn't just like two people. It was like 10 or 15 people converged on each other fighting. And yep. Curtis Joseph, during play, has his back turned to the play, and he's just watching the fans go at it. <laughs> And and you can see the game clock just ticking down because the play was in the Blues uh, offensive zone. And Joseph's just standing there watching behind him. Like, if somebody would have shot the puck all the way down the rink, he would have had no idea because he was too busy watching the fight. Like, that just goes to show you, man, back in the day, that rivalry between those two teams was insane. It was nasty. I went to uh, I went to school at SIUC, at Carbondale, and that – University is in Southern Illinois, and but there's a lot of Chicago people that go down to school there, and uh, there's a lot, and, and there's a fair number of uh, people from St. Louis and the Metro East uh, that go down there too. But for some reason, a lot of a lot of Chicago people go down there, and so there's a big concentration of Hawks fans and Cubs fans, and so when you go to the bars down there to watch a Blues Blackhawks game, um, there's a lot of Blackhawks fans, and man, it I mean some of the I mean there weren't any fights or anything that I saw, but there is a lot of a ton of fuck the blues, you know, all that just oh, yeah. just all game long. It was uh, there was there was hate. People, was, I mean, it's a rivalry. It's a sports rivalry, which is, you know, it's what part of what makes sports great for me. I love the rivalries. I love hating another team. It's just fun. Oh yeah, no, and, and uh, I've been to. I love the city of Peoria in Illinois. I've been there multiple mm. times. Back when the Blues had a uh, the affiliate there, the Rivermen. I used to go to games at least once or twice a year. I still go. I've shit. It's probably been four years since I've been now, but I used to go at least once a year. I went when they had Shannon Sabatos uh, play goal, and I, we want to go back. A lot of my friends, we all still want to go back and catch a game there. Great city, but yeah, problem there too is. Obviously, it's not far from Chicago. It's, what, two, three hours from Chicago? And so we would go up there, and we would catch back when the Blues were the affiliate, when they had when the Rivermen were the affiliate of the Blues. You know, 
80% of the bar would be Blues fans if there was a Blues game on. But you'd still have that 20% that were Blackhawks fans. And they were the boisterous Blackhawks fans. And so it was, you know, this constant, fuck the Blues. No, fuck the Blackhawks. And it was just back and forth constantly. Yeah, well, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko sucks. Yeah, well, Patrick Kane's a piece of shit. You know, and it was just back and forth the whole game. And but then when the game would end, it would be like when you're on the rink, you know, you'd, you'd hate each other for 60 minutes or whatever. But then you'd be like, hey, good game. You know, and like we would have a Blackhawks fan. I remember once we were sitting there watching the game and it was an afternoon game. And that's why we went up there. It was a Blues Blackhawks afternoon Saturday game. And then that night the Rivermen were playing and the game ended. It was like five o'clock when the game ended. Blackhawks fan came up. We had been joking around with him the whole game. He buys us all beers, and he's like, what are you guys doing tonight? And we're like, well, we're going to the Rivermen game. And he's like, oh, me too. Ended up hanging out with the guy all night, had a great time. And it was just like, that's what I love about hockey. Like, you you still can, like, have fun. You know, yeah, maybe you had the fights in the stands. But, you know, we're all there to watch a great sport. And that's what's beautiful about hockey. I agree. I had some some good buddies on the uh, the traveling SAUC uh, team that I was on, uh, and a number of them were from Chicago, and good guys. You know, but they were Hawks fans, which was, I mean, fine, expected, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, like you said, you could. I mean, I partied with those guys. They were great. They were fun. Except when you when you brought up Dirk, Dirk Graham, you probably wanted to punch him. Dirk Graham, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Dirk Graham, his mustache. Uh, so to close up, talking about this game, shots at the end of the game. Uh, Blackhawks owned the shots, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Power plays at this time. The Blackhawks were zero for seven. Uh, Blues were three for nine. So again, goes to show you how many damn penalties there were in this game because there was there was a lot of offsetting penalties too. So uh, just a lot of penalties for a playoff game. Uh, in this game, Curtis Joseph, 29 saves on 32 shots. Ed Belfort, 25 saves on 29 shots. Um, so just a, a wonderful game to watch. Again, nostalgic for us, but honestly, re-watching the whole game, which I know that, like, you know, clearly you can tell I've got to put these games together when I do when we do this. I have to, like look at the box score and say, okay, what do I not need to skip? When can I like move ahead in the game and the coverage, but I don't watch the whole game. This is the first time I've watched this whole game in probably 15 years, 15, 20 years. What a hell of a hockey game that was. It's a lot of fun to watch. So good. And it's just, and I think it stems back to the style of that era too. And it's just a fun style to watch because the it was more physical you know you see more hooking more clutching more grabbing it didn't and it, but it didn't slow the game down you know you, people like to complain about oh you the clutching and grabbing slows the game down the hell it did that was a fantastic back and forth end end game tons of scoring yeah. chances it was uh so uh by the end of this playoffs we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier uh not intentional uh, the Blues lost the Maple Leafs uh, in the next round, four to three in the division series. Doug Gilmore, I remember going off, just having a fucking series and just being pissed because he was one of my favorite players and having a root against yeah. him. But man, that that was uh, 
He smoked yeah. Joseph uh, behind the goal, back forth, back forth, and well, that was the series clinching goal. Or no, that was the it was overtime winner. Was it the series clincher? Uh, I thought that was in Game Six. Okay, yeah, that was. I could uh, be may wrong. Have forced, yeah, you might be right, but it was overtime regardless. And uh, yeah, fantastic goal, juked Joseph out of his shorts. Yep. Uh, Maple Leafs then lost to the Kings four to three in the conference final. So right there. Blues lose to the I'm sorry, Blues beat the Blackhawks four to three, then lose to the uh uh Leafs in seven games, and then they lose to the Kings in seven games. There's some damn good playoff hockey going on there. It's very mm-hmm. close matchups. Yep. And then uh of course in the Stanley Cup final, the LA Kings lost to the Montreal Canadiens four to one in the final. And of course that uh, leads back to anybody who knows about NHL history, the Marty McSorley stick game that led to the Kings losing that series. One may argue that it cost them the entire series because they were up one game to nothing. And uh, had they not gotten that uh, penalty, they may very well win that game. And cause it was late in the game, real late in the game. Uh, where was Desjardins scored? I think on the power play mm-hmm. on that power penalty, I believe. And uh, yep. forced overtime, they won an overtime, right? So, yep. Um, yeah. And then LA goes up to nothing if they don't have that, you know, that penalty so that and it, it's a completely different series yep and with the way Wayne Gretzky was playing in that series it was like okay mm-hmm. Kings are gonna sweep them you know and yeah and then that completely changed you talked to Barry Melrose uh I know he's mentioned this before that completely changed the complexion of that entire series that sure. one penalty sure yep so very crazy playoffs that year, uh, and uh, it's a shame Bill's not here to comment on the last Montreal Canadiens, um, the last Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup win for yep. all of Canada, actually. Yeah, and because they've, I mean, by far, it's like 26 Stanley Cups, something like that, 24, 26. And, I mean, and they would they were winning them in bunches throughout the decades in 93 and stop, screeching halt. So also with this game, I'll add for the Blackhawks, just because it's fun to be a Blues podcast and pile on them. Uh, So they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals the year before this game, 4-0 to the Penguins. Then they lose 4-0 to the, uh, obviously, to the Blues. So that's eight straight losses. Uh, They ended up losing the next year to the Maple Leafs in the conference quarterfinals. They did win a couple more conference finals uh, in 94-95 and then ended up losing to the Red Wings. Won another series in 95-96, but then did not win another Stanley Cup playoff game. Uh, well, uh, not game, series, until 2008-2009 after that. Uh, and that was the against next, the Calgary Flames. And the next time the Blues played the Hawks was in, after this series, was in like 2001, I believe? 2002. 2002. And the Blues won in five. They lost Five. the first game and won the next four, I think. And that was right? another crazy long uh, shutout streak. Brent, Brent Johnson. Johnson. Yep. yep. Yeah, Great that series. was – I remember uh, Blackhawks fans commenting about that, how, like, they lose to the Blues in 93 because of a great goaltending performance by Curtis Joseph. And then in 2002, same fucking thing. <laughs> like, 